you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Can I say it? How many autographs has Tim Tebow given in the last couple of days? Can I say it? Can I say the first? Go ahead. NFL Fantasy Live, Jason Smith from the NFL Network and NFL.com alongside Adam Reich, NFL.com Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano as we get you set for Week 6 in the National Football League. All the big starts, all the big sits, all the big free agent acquisitions coming up over the next hour as well as your calls at 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. Help you set your lineup, everything you need. But we're welcoming in another member of our show here on NFL Fantasy Live. He is the only person... I have to give him credit because he was the guy telling us about Tim Tebow week one, week two of the regular season when we all laughed at him and, and booted him out of our meetings. Dave Damashek, Dave, congratulations. It's Tebow time when you were on it from the beginning, sir. Fellas, what's the poop? How's it going in there with, uh, with Rank? I trust he's treating you all right, yes? Yeah, Rank is doing a knock-up job. He's been fantastic, Mr. Damashek, and... Uh, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried for uh, pretty boy Harrison. I'm afraid that he'd get <laughs> Wally Pip today. Is that true? <laughs> well, let's see. What are the what are the comparisons made today? We said that uh, he's Warner been Tebowed. He's been Warnered. He's been Linered. Yeah, he's been. That's kind of where we're going right now. Tom Brady. Yeah, well, that's a Bledsoe. big thing. Of ranks, rank wants to figure out what to do. You know that that we do need an updated reference. It can't be Wally Pip anymore. Yeah, I think Trent Green. To getting Trent Green is the way to go. It doesn't have the same ring to it though as Wally Pip, but. Yes, I you know I appreciate you being a man and uh, and uh, and saying Jason Smith that uh, and acknowledging that I was right about uh, this Tim Tebow jazz. And Kyle, you you mocked me, you mocked me on on the television for for literally hundreds of people to to laugh at me with because <laughs> I said that Peyton Manning was going to have zero value and Tim Tebow was at some point going to get his crack. <clears throat> to clarify, I do not think that Tim Tebow in real football terms, has any chance of being a long-term answer for any NFL team. I do, though, think in fantasy terms, of course, we saw it on in the fourth quarter. He runs around. He's going to get you six points on the ground. 
running the ball into the end zone. And Brandon Lloyd is there making him look good. He doesn't actually throw the ball well, but Brandon Lloyd gives him statistics by making some spectacular otherworldly type catches. And so that's going to equal some fantasy production, especially in these bye weeks. Well, the, the reason I, I mocked you, Dave Damashek, is not because I didn't think Tebow was going to get a chance, but I didn't think it was going to come you know, this early. I mean, Fabs, we didn't think Tebow was going to get a chance here in the beginning of October. We were all thinking midseason, later, week 10, week 11, maybe when Peyton Manning could be coming back. But the fact that it happened now, this took us a lot of us by surprise. Well, I, I think it, I think because the bye week is here, I think that's why I'm, I'm less surprised. And because of how bad Orton's played, I, I don't think any of us predicted that Orton would be this bad. And the Broncos would be this bad, and that's why the move was made. And, and Mr. Damashek here had the uh, the insight to tell us weeks ago. And uh, did you get Tebow on any of your fantasy teams, there, Dave? No, that well, that's the uh, that's the great irony of the whole thing is that is that <laughs> well, I was saying you should pick up him, Tebow, and Jason Smith was cracking wise at me. Now he's the guy who's getting Tebow, and I listen. I'm a fantasy snob. Ultimately, you know, I want the name guys. I want Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and guys like that. I don't want one of these. I don't want a guy like Tim Tebow because I, I know it's the wrong way to do things. I completely understand that intellectually. But my heart prevents me from bringing in guys like Tim Tebow. If I don't respect them in real football terms, I don't want them on my fantasy team. I don't want them ruining my uh, my cyber locker room. Let's not, let's not go overboard and be talking about Dave's insight because before we heard Autograph fired up as we came into the, from the break, we did hear a little Huey Lewis power of love. Ironic, of course, because Dave and I bring out the DeLorean each week, go into the future, we predict games. We saw this Tim Tebow stuff weeks ago while we were in the future. Any, uh, any chance at uh, Fabiano here getting the keys to the uh, DeLorean <laughs> occasionally, Dave and uh, Adam? I'd like to do that. Well, you're more than welcome to come along for the ride. I mean, we're you know it's only a two seater, so of course we already are struggling to get uh, uh, a man of uh, rank's carriage in there already. You know, the, the car wasn't built for him. Let's be honest. But uh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to to give you a lift into the future. Let's not abuse it though, Fabiano. I don't want you jumping right. ahead to see how your Cowboys do. And trust me, I've looked a little ahead, and, and you're not going to like where things are going yeah, for, for yeah, Romo and company. The Patriots, but I do remember that they did have. Uh, Emmett Brown, and they had McFly, and they had McFly's girlfriend in the DeLorean during one of the movies. So I think I could fit in there. I'm not that big of a guy, Dave. So well, uh, when it's Elizabeth yeah, Shue, yeah. Well, you make room for Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd make room for. Elizabeth yeah, the original Shue. Jennifer Parker is kind of hard. But, but yeah. let, let me let me just get this straight in here. We're talking about the Dave Damashek football podcast, which you can take a look at and, and program young man at NFL.com. Dave Damashek. Well, it's a podcast. Of course. I wanted people to know it's a podcast. All right. All right. But it's getting so, a little chippy in here. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to say something good, and Adam Rank, who's on the podcast every week, sorry, program, is getting chippy. But I just want to get straight now. You've talked, Dave, about honking up Tim Tebow. Tebow's your guy. Pick up Tim Tebow. Pick up Tim Tebow. Tebow, ah, uh, I did it. I knew it. I was right. And now you have no interest in him. I mean, that, that doesn't make sense. I know. Well, because I, well, first of all, again, to go back, my point was that when it was, it was relative to people who had Peyton Manning. And if you were expecting, if you were going to stash Peyton Manning away on the off chance that he gets out on the field in roughly week 13 and 14 and is, is suddenly going to be as productive as he's ever been, I thought that was foolhardy compared to Tebow, who, you know, Fabiano, you say, who could have seen this, this coming? I don't think it was that hard because I didn't think the Broncos 
if you assumed that the Broncos were going to be lousy and were going to be where they are right now, it wasn't hard to divine that as at once the wheels were off of the season that it makes sense as an organization for Elway and company to decide, listen, what do we have in this kid? I mean, clearly we hear it all the time. It's getting to be annoying how often we hear it, but it happens to be true that it's a quarterback league. So the Broncos have to figure out now when they don't have when when you know Orton is gone at the end of the year and Brady Quinn, barring some miracle, is also gone. The only guy they have under contract going uh, beyond 2011 is Tebow. They have to figure out whether or not they want to use him. Now they have a sample. Now they're going to get the sample size they need to decide whether or not they should keep this guy around. I think they're going to find out that he's not worthy of it. But the point is, in a bye week, you know, listen, if you have a coming up here, if you have your number one guy sitting down, you can do worse than Tim Tebow. How could you do worse? By putting in Jason Smith, pal, Mark Sanchez, somebody like that. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the situation you're in, then yes, you should go get Tim Tebow. My fantasy team is a curse for some reason this year. I cannot get catch a break. But at least I have two QBs. I have Romo and Eli Manning. But if you don't have a decent number two, Tim Tebow is a, is a fair answer. Dave, so you, you also clearly got in the DeLorean with Adam and uh, saw that Ben Roethlisberger was going to throw five touchdown passes against a Titans defense that allowed an average uh, you know, of maybe like 12, 13 fantasy points a game to quarterbacks. I mean, that was fantastic on Sunday's NFL Fantasy Live where the rest of us were like, I don't know if I trust Ben Roethlisberger with the offensive line and, and his injury woes and, and just not much going right for the Steelers. So kudos to you on Tebow and Roethlisberger, but I want to know, what do you expect from Roethlisberger going forward, especially coming up this week against what's a pretty favorable matchup against the Jaguars at Heinz Field? Well, you know, I think that the Steelers, you know, it doesn't take a genius to do the math on this, and it's anecdotal. I I generally don't like when people say something that happened six years ago or 15 years ago with an organization somehow applies to to modern day. That being said, now I'm going to do it right here. The the Steelers are a cut the figure of that team that you know how, you know, the, the, the thing about the Steelers is what every old classic Steeler fan wants a Steeler football. They want the defense to dominate and they want to pound the ball on the ground. Clearly, this is not the way the Steelers, you know, they're just not practically capable of executing a, a, uh, a, that style of football this year. They can't stop the run. This means that other, other teams are more, uh, more often than not having their way against them on the ground, eating up more of the clock than the Steelers want them to. The Steelers are going to be in shootouts, obviously, here, and I think Roethlisberger is capable when the offense forces him into throwing the ball constantly. He's more than capable, obviously, of being productive, and he has the weapons to do so. The other thing I said going into that game against the Titans was, beware of Heinz Ward. He has enough cachet, clearly, with Tomlin and company to say, I want the ball more, and they actually listen to him. He's no T.O. He said, you know, he was asking for more targets. You knew, you, you knew that they were going to respond to that, that uh, uh, offensive coordinator Bruce Arians was going to respond to that, and, and lo and behold, Heinz uh, got a couple of touchdowns. Roethlisberger, I expect, with a mediocre running game and even worse offensive line, I think that by necessity they're going to be slinging it quite a bit this year. Roethlisberger is a good guy to have this week. And going forward, and the thing that's really remarkable is, I don't know that I don't know the last time anybody could say this about a Steelers uh, QB and wide receiver, but 
man, oh, man, it, there aren't very many combos of QBs and wide receivers that I'd rather have than Roethlisberger and Mike Wallace right now. It seems like every week, at least once a week, Wallace sneaks behind the defense and, uh, and catches a long one for a touchdown. It's NFL Fantasy Live Series 210 XM87. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank, and Dave Damashek, all part of our crew here at NFL Network and NFL.com. Phone number is 888-963-2682. That is 888-XM-FANTASY. Continue to help you set your lineups throughout the hour here on the show. But a little bit more on Roethlisberger. Let's talk about the fantasy cliff for a couple seconds with Roethlisberger. He has a great matchup this week, coming off of five touchdowns. We all thought coming into this year, Ben Roethlisberger was going to be that elite-level guy. He, you're going to play him every single week coming off of the, the shortened season he had last year. But so far, it's been stop and go for him. So let's go fantasy cliff here. Fabs, do you start Roethlisberger this week over Mark Sanchez? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I like Sanchez as a guy that you can start because of the matchup against the Dolphins, but he has he doesn't have enough in the bank with me to start him over Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger over Eli Manning. Adam Rank. Eli Manning. I've already declared that I'm going all in with Eli Manning. I'm pulling out the Jim Fossil. My chips are in the table. I'm tired of playing the game with Eli Manning where one week am I playing him, am I not playing him? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to live or die with this guy, and then you know I'll settle up with him later. So I've got a, I've got a, uh, I've got a question here. I want Dave Damashek, who clearly is uh, knows everything, one of the more knowledgeable fantasy guys out there. Uh, Scott from Indiana has a trade question, and I want Dave Damashek to answer this one. Oh, boy. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Scott. Uh, I guess I was kind of in a panic mode because uh, I've got uh, both my San Diego running backs off this week coming up, and I've got uh, Blunt. And uh, we, we got uh, – I got Finley on the bench because I picked up Cruz, and I'm going with odd hand. So I kind of knee-jerk reaction last night. I traded Finley for Hightower. Was that a big mistake? <laughs> uh, Dave? Um, did he say Jermichael Finley? I yeah. think so. If it was Steve Finley, it would be a better deal, but this yeah. is Jermichael Finley. So Jermichael Finley, to get Tim Hightower, I think, uh, you know, I know it's everything circumstantial and what your roster needs, but I hate to say it, that seems like a very bad move. Jermichael Finley... You know, I, I love, I, I you know, the thing, talk about a man crush in fantasy terms. I'm gaga for Aaron Rodgers. I want everybody who is in that offense, especially the pass catchers, in my lineup as much as possible. I think your Michael Finley is going to have a couple more of those games uh, over the course of the season where he's going to, you know, all of a sudden have two touchdowns and 100 yards for you, which is great out of your tight end spot, of course. Um, and Tim Hightower, you know, who knows? I think what you're waiting for now is uh, Ryan Terrain to maybe it's inevitable, but, to, you know, to, to get hurt there, right? I mean, what, what do you guys think? I, I mean, I don't think that Tim Hightower necessarily gets more than, you know, 12 or 15 carries at any point the rest of the season unless uh, Terrain goes down. You need some sort of like morning after pill for trades like this. Oh, yeah. Has the statute expired? Oh, I can't do that back. Oh. Let, let's uh, let's get another call in here while we have Mr. Damashek on the line. Ray from Tampa Bay has a quarterback question. What's up, fellas? Love the show. I uh, had a quick question. Uh, didn't know who to start my lineup. Uh, Big Ben or Tony Romo? Now, this is going to test Dave Damashek's mm. bias or unbiased, and I want to hear your answer. 
Well, you know, it's funny. I have Tony Romo, and I do have him in my lineup um, this week. You know, I, man, oh, man. It's, and, it's, and it's because, did you watch the Jets game this weekend, fellas? It seemed to me that they, you know, as much as I badmouth Mark Sanchez, they were so committed, and rightly so, for the long term that they have to get the ground game going and find their identity and all that sort of talk. But didn't it seem practically watching that game like the Jets could have had them up top? I mean, the, the, you know, the, the Patriots, as good as they are, maybe the best team in the AFC, are susceptible to, to, to getting beaten with a team that can actually throw the ball a little bit. And Tony Romo maybe will throw the game away in the last 90 seconds. I think we can depend on that, but we can also depend on him being productive in the first uh, three and a half quarters of the game. I, I have to go Romo because I think that it'll be a shootout against Tom Brady, whereas you, you risk with the Steelers if, in fact, they jump on them in Heinz Field. They jump on this lousy Jags team. They might just be sitting on the ball for the whole second half. So I go yeah, yeah. Romo. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I mean, and people, you, we forget this about Romo because there's so much attention spent him about throwing the picks late in the game, and now is, is he going to be a quarterback to get Dallas to the Super Bowl? This guy has always been an elite-level fantasy quarterback. He's always been someone that's capable of three or four touchdowns a week, a 300-yard game. He's broken Troy Aikman's record already. We forget about that because you hear the other stuff. Romo's a guy, I think, when he if unless you have one of the, the top five or six guys and Matthew Stafford's getting in there now, Romo's a guy you have to start every week, I think, regardless of match. I love Romo this week against the Patriots. Uh, great matchup, and Dave is exactly right. I mean, Romo's the guy. Roethlisberger's a good start. I think Romo's a great start. Uh, we do have some breaking news here. Jake Glazer on Twitter uh, just broke that the Seattle Seahawks have traded Aaron Curry. Remember the fourth-round pick in 2009? Wow. To the Raiders. What? Yeah, so uh, the Raiders' defense adding a nice key to that uh, linebacking core there. I'm still playing I like Peyton Hillis this, this I like, week. I like real football. All of a sudden, it's starting to mirror fantasy football. You never saw in-season trades. Now we've had two in yes. 24 hours. This is excellent. Yeah, yeah Jay Glazer, who's a contributor for us uh, here at NFL Network. Breaking news like only Jay Glazer can do. So uh, the fourth overall pick in 09 goes from Seattle to the Raiders. He's been a disappointment there in Seattle, but for the Raiders, you know what? Al Davis is gone, but they still are taking that mantra of guys that, you know, that may not have worked out in other places, but they're adding them to the – to the to the puzzle, we'll see what happens. Yeah, all right. Hey, it's by NFL. the way, do we think talking about Romo? Do we think I agree with you completely, Jason Smith? That uh, that Romo is very productive, and so you can't let the the reality of uh, of the fact that he's a choker get in the way of putting him <laughs> into your fantasy lineup. But on the other hand, something Rank and I have been talking about lately is the idea that the NFL maybe should adopt the philosophy of Major League Baseball. Maybe quarterbacks need closers. And he's just not a closer. You put, you let, you let uh, Romo play the first three plus quarters, and then when it gets to be crunch time, you, you go to the uh, you go to the bullpen and you call out uh, you call out Kittner. John Kittner or somebody or like Stephen that. Stephen McGee, I mean, that, put him in there. <laughs> yeah. Stephen McGee's closing it out. They got the rookie co- closer. Yes, absolutely. Hey Dave, so tell us uh, tell us about uh, your show on NFL.com and your tremendous shame report here before we let you go, my man. Well, you know, I, the thing that uh, is under my skin, of course, I uh, this week's shame report, I went on and on about Tim Tebow, and I, uh, I did my best as a Steeler fan to pay homage to, uh, to Al Davis, who, who I love because he was a villain and he embraced it. I love that he wanted his team to be villainous because that was an identity that helped his gang come together, and that was better for the league, and I always like characters. Even if you hate them as, a, as an opposing fan, that's exactly what Al Davis wanted. So I went on and on about that. 
and and I mean that in the in the best way possible that uh, that a character like that is way better than than some empty corporate necktie. I'll take that any day of the week. So so kudos to to the great Al Davis. But the other thing about the shame report that's under my skin right now is the Philadelphia Eagles because. They're making it hard for me to do something uh, original. Every week they require me to feature them. I can't, I, you know, I was like, enough, Eagles, you stink. We got it. Stop doing this. There are, there's plenty of shame to go around instead of me having to yap about you week after week. Settle down. Win a game already, would you? He's Dave Damashek. Check out his podcast right now, front page of NFL.com. Dave, will see you tomorrow for NFL Fantasy Live. Oh, call time is 730, so don't be late. Oh, yeah, that means I'll be there around uh, 20 after 8. See you then, fellas. Very good. We'll Thanks, see Dave. you then. There goes Dave Damashek. He, he has his own blog, too. It's davedamashek.nfl.com. If you want to go see the Shame Report, you want to see the Back to the Future, uh, Sheck to the Future that we were talking about, anything in, in and of the world of Dave Damashek. Here on NFL Fantasy Live, the phone number is 888-963-2682. That is 888 888- XM Fantasy, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank from the NFL Network and NFL.com will keep helping you set your lineups, help you out with trade advice. And coming up next, we'll give you some running back sits for week six in the National Football League. It's NFL Fantasy Live Series 210, XM 87. D'Angelo Williams, can we rewind to where he's been? Because we need to take a look and see the shape he's in. It's NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank from the NFL Network, and NFL.com. It's been a big war. To take you behind the scenes here at NFL Network, NFL.com, we come in and do our show, NFL Fantasy Live, every day. We get in somewhere between 7 and 7.30. What? And what? Uh, try what? 6.30. Well, to start, the, to, to start the show, we get into makeup, and then we get ready for the show. And since 7.30 this morning, we've all been singing Down Boys by Warrant. Love That's that kind of how it's been. It's just a shame Janie Lane had to die the way he died. It's like the typical rock star death where you find the guy uh, in a hotel room, passed away, and then you find out it was alcohol poisoning. Terrible. Apparently, yeah. heaven wasn't too far away. It was not. Oh, no, that's too soon. It was not. That's still too soon, Adam Reich. I know you were waiting to get that in, but it is NFL Fantasy Live here on Series 210, XM87. The number is 888-XM-FANTASY. We'll keep helping you set your lives. Tell you who to pick up, who to wave over the next half hour here on the show. But right now, from our award... I, I can't say award when he doesn't have a blue ribbon or anything, but he is the number one most accurate at start-sits percentage among all the experts in fantasy football throughout this great country and the world, I guess. Michael Fabiani, you're up against not just fantasy football experts from the United States, but any of them that might be outside the United States as well. I'll give him a blue ribbon. You give him a blue ribbon? Done. Very nice. Or like a gold star ribbon. when my kindergarten teacher would, uh, you know, I'd get 100 on a test, which was very rare, by the way. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a star. I would have thought you would have been very studious. No, I was the way you approach. Like, if you, if you read your starts and sits, which will be available this afternoon on NFL.com, yeah. if it's not there already... It, it's very studious. You you strike me as the kind of guy who would have done really well in school. No, I was I was uh, I was okay. You were the troublemaker. But I, I, the class. I, yeah, you're, the you're reading box used, scores. The teachers used to, used to yeah. I used to yeah. I, I would read the national through class and they'd get nice. Not the, the national. national. Oh, I love oh, the national. I, I the it. national. He was talking to the young ladies. That's what I was doing That's about right. box scores. But Something like that. Let's talk about that, running backs. But, but that is the truth. No, number one most accurate at start six percentage of all the fantasy football experts throughout the United States. We've gotten our quarterback starts, our quarterback sits, gotten some running back starts the last few minutes now. Fabs, give me some running back sits here. Regardless of whether or not Richard Mendenhall is healthy or not, um, the matchup is not good against the Jaguars. Their run defense has actually been really good. It's one of those turnarounds that I didn't expect. Last year they were terrible. This year they've been very good. Mendenhall active this week potentially 
I still bench him. Uh, I don't like the matchup, and he hasn't shown me much this year. Um, I think Mendenhall's a risk. This one people are going to probably scoff at, but Ben Jarvis Greenellis is a tough matchup against the Cowboys. I know he's coming off a huge game. I realize it's hard to bench a guy like the law firm, especially in the bye weeks, and don't do it unless you have a very viable alternative. But the Cowboys have surrendered the third fewest fantasy points to running backs this year. So don't be shocked if Greenellis has a bad game. D'Angelo Williams, most of his points last week, almost 13 of them, came on one run. And before that, he hadn't scored a rushing touchdown uh, or one rushing touchdown since November of like 2009. I still don't trust him. Don't expect him to suddenly become the D'Angelo Williams, who's the top fantasy running back in 2008 all over again. Uh, I, I worry about him. LeGarrette Blunt. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Right now, I'd say probably not. Regardless, Ernest Graham, I think, is no more than a flex uh, against the Saints, who have been tough against the run. And this one here, people are going to say, Fabiano, you're absolutely insane. And you know what? Maybe I am. But I don't like Javid Best this week. I know he's coming off a huge game on Monday night. Uh, just absolutely ripped the Chicago Bears to shreds. But no team has allowed more, uh, fewer fancy points than the Niners this year. They're allowing an average of less than 10 a game to running backs. So all of the team's running backs, they're allowing t- less than 10 fantasy points. Patrick Willis and that unit are stout against the run. I think the Lions are going to throw the ball a ton in this contest. Again, if I have job at best, I likely have to start him. Don't be surprised if his numbers are not as good, uh, not nearly as good as they were uh, a week ago. See, when you I, look at the grand scheme of things, though, but... Job at best is still an RB2, though? I think so. Inconsistency. Uh, Inconsistency when it comes to uh, job at best. I I really think that, again, you almost have to play him this week unless you're really deep at... I I might play Ryan Terrain over job at best this week, guys. I'll tell you, one guy on your list I I like a little bit more, I think, is Ernest Graham, simply because as week goes on, I don't think LeGarrette Blunt's going to play. Raheem Morris doesn't sound like he thinks he's going to play. Graham is likely going to start. We found that out earlier today. He leads the team in receptions. I mean, he's a running back who leads the team in receptions. This is a week where, hey, look, and out of your flex play, you want eight, nine points, 40, 50 yards on the ground, 30, 40 yards receiving. He certainly can give you that. No, I absolutely think he's a flex play. I just don't know that he's going to be successful this week. <laughs> remember, remember, running backs are, are really at a premium, especially if you're looking at guys off the waiver wire. So, uh, Ernest Graham, I say you start him with extreme caution. Now, let's go to some calls, Jason. Uh, first, Mike in Minnesota. You are on SiriusXM, NFL Fantasy Live. What's your question, my man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Uh, so, what I'm looking at right now is, uh, I'm not doing terrible. I'm 3-2. and two. Uh, but I'm really suffering at QB. I've got Jay Cutler and Kevin Cobb uh, on Oof. in running back. It's a, it's a by the way, it's a 12 team non PPR. I've okay. got AP and and um, and Lashawn McCoy as my running backs. So decent there, good there. Uh, I've got uh, AJ Green and Roddy White are my starting wide receivers. Uh, so what I'm being offered right now is Philip a uh, straight up Philip Rivers for Lashawn McCoy. Uh, I would also then ask for if he does this, he's got Willis McGahee, Ray Rice. And Mark Ingram, I would ask for Willis McGahee in that trade as well. What do you guys think of that? Man, I don't want to trade LeSean McCoy. Yeah. I, I, it's hard. What yeah. a, like you were you kind of undersold. You're like, oh, I've got Peterson and McCoy. Those are two top ten yeah. running backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I just think basically you're going to be able to find uh, a matchup-based starter at the quarterback position off the waiver wire a heck of a lot easier uh, because it's almost impossible to do it at the running back spot. I keep McCoy and really – if you want to trade McCoy for a quarterback, you can do better than Phillip Rivers, who's not producing right now. If you have McCoy, man, go after the elite guys. McCoy is an elite running back in fantasy football, non-PPR or PPR. I go after a better quarterback, and 
I'm not saying Phillip Rivers is terrible, but right now he's not played well. I'd rather go after uh, an elite quarterback who's putting up numbers than an elite quarterback coming into the season who right now has fewer fantasy points than Matt Hasselbeck, Matt Schaub, and Jason Campbell. Well, we were talking about it in the beginning of the show, talking about possibly dealing Phillip Rivers. Listen, this shows me what he's talking about here. People are starting. People with Phillip Rivers are starting to panic a little bit. The guy in this trade is actually shooting a little bit high. He's going for LaShawn McCoy. And in the beginning of the season, that might not have seemed like so much of a one-sided trade. But given the current climate that it's at right now, I would certainly start looking at these guys who have Phillip Rivers. I would counter-offer with something much less and see what you can get for Let yeah. me throw this out there real quick to you guys. LaShawn McCoy for Cam Newton. Do you do it? Uh, man, I'd still rather have McCoy because the running back position is so thin. LaShawn McCoy or Aaron Rodgers? Oh boy! Well, that that, I mean, that one is tough. In a vacuum, I think I'd rather have Rodgers. In a vacuum, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, but when you don't know somebody's sure, somebody's right? But still, but just the caliber of guys that you would va- have to trade Lashawn McCoy for. In the vacuum, I would take Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Yeah. All right, let's go to another call, Mike from New York. You are on SiriusXM NFL Fantasy Live. What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, What's up, man? I have a trade question. Uh, I got. I actually traded for Ray Rice a few weeks ago. I'm two and three. Uh, someone in my league sent me trade. They want to send Aaron Rodgers over for Ray Rice and Tony Romo. What does that leave you at running back? Yeah. yeah that's... that's the thing. I mean, I have Steven Jackson and DeLone Carter. I could try to get Steven Ridley or Bajaris Green Ellis from him and end the it. trade. But you I mean, it, Aaron Rodgers, you know? You can't do it. Keep Ray Rice. I've been on Ray Rice's bandwagon since the se- before the season started. He was my number one rated quarterback, or excuse me, number one rated running back going into the season. I would hold on to him. Your quarterbacks are fine. You got Tony Romo. Yeah. For a guy, you know what? He's going to throw four touchdowns, two interceptions this week. That's fine. That's what I would want. Tony Romo is a perfect guy to have in this situation. The difference between Tony Romo and Aaron Rodgers, okay, Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback, but then you're talking about the difference between Ray Rice and then Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis or DeLone Carter? Yeah, that's a little bit too much. Listen, Romo is going to see an uptick in production and value. Miles Austin's back. Des Bryant's getting healthy. Jason Witten hopefully is getting healthy. The Cowboys are going to have a very favorable schedule down the stretch don't trade Romo and Rice for Rodgers. It's nice to have Rodgers, but not the expense of two guys who are that valuable. NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM 87 from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Jason Smith, NFL.com Senior Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, and NFL.com NFL Network's Adam Rank. We're all from both places. I just want to let you know who we all are. Coming up next, we'll get to your starts and sits as well. 888-963-2682. 888-963-2682. Help you out with the fantasy advice you need. And we'll give you some wide receiver starts for this week. I know it's hard once you get outside the top 10, top 15 to find those guys that are going to contribute. We'll give you some top wide receiver starts for Week 6 in the NFL Nest. It's NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87 from the NFL Network, NFL.com. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Adam Reich in for Elliot Harrison. All the fantasy advice you need for Week 6 in the National Football League. The phone number is 888-XM-FANTASY. That is 888 888- 963-2682. Help you set your liners for the coming week in a second. But first, some starts and sits. Through the last couple hours of the show, we've given you big quarterback starts, quarterback sits this week, running back starts, running back sits. Now, we take a look at wide receiver. And, and you know, guys, looking at the waiver wire, it is the, no matter if you're in, unless you're in a, a four team league with your mom and your wife and, and your wife's brother, it is slim pickings for the wide receivers. Well, let, me, let 
me lay something down for you. I have a lay team. it down. I have a team. I made a great trade earlier this year. I had Brandon Marshall and Tim Hightower, who I traded to somebody who needed desperate help at running back, and I got Dre Johnson in return. So I had Calvin Johnson, Dre Johnson, and Kenny Britt. And I'm like, I have the greatest team ever. <laughs> and then Dre, well, Dre Johnson's hurt. Kenny Britt's out for the season. I'm starting Greg Little this week. Well, and here's how, and here's how things can go one way or the other. In two of my leagues, I had the choice I, back into the first round. Calvin Johnson, Andre, these twelve team leagues. Calvin Johnson, Andre Johnson. It's you know, it's flip of the coin, right? You know, Calvin Johnson. And both leagues, I said, no, what? I'll just go with Calvin Johnson. Got a better feeling about him. And now it's like, oh my god, I I, I wouldn't win a game if I didn't have Calvin Johnson. Can I tell? I I actually like. Well, no, because I did. I did take Dre Johnson in our experts league. Um, this Johnson and Johnson business, I'm going to go for it every year. It's fun. The one week I had them together, it was a, it was the the most fun I've had watching fantasy. Just watching those guys go nuts. You've not been able to get Steve Johnson on your team. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. <laughs> all right, Fabs, you've given us all some some great starts and sits. Running back, quarterback position, wide receiver is tough right now. Who do you yeah. like this week? And, and I'll tell you, it's been really tough to rank the wide receivers, especially after you get past the top 15. Uh, so, you know what, guys, make sure you roll with your star. Steve Smith's been fantastic. you got to roll with a guy like that. A.J. Green, what an impact this kid has made in his rookie year. He has really been just phenomenal. And against the Colts, their secondary is all banged up. They've allowed an average of close to 27 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. I think A.J. Green's a must-start. Jerome Simpson could be a sleeper this week, too, if you need him in a deep league. He's likely available on the waiver wire. Jason, I know it pains you to hear this. But San Antonio Holmes has really been bad this year. Last week yeah. showed some flashes of uh, signs of life. Uh, but I think you play him this week against the Dolphins. They've really been terrible in terms of giving up a lot of fantasy points. Uh, they have really struggled against wide receivers. So I think Holmes is clearly worth a start. And again, a guy who you play on Monday night. Des Bryant against the Patriots. Love the matchup. I love all the Cowboys in this game. I like all the Patriots outside of Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, and the running backs too. Uh, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Jordy Nelson killed you last week, only had a couple of catches. This week, I still think you stick with them against the Rams. Uh, their defense has been awful. They've allowed the eighth most fantasy points to the position. And Victor Cruz, a guy that I did not see coming, he's been fantastic. I thought Mario Manningham would be a great sleeper in the preseason. Well, it's been Victor Cruz. He scored a combined 53 fantasy points over his last three games on NFL.com. The Bills have struggled against the pass, so... I really think Victor Cruz now, he's almost a borderline two or three when you consider how many wide receivers are off on a bye this week. We have renamed him Victory Cruz. Victory Cruz, Very I like nice. it. Victory Cruz. Red Dalton, another good guy, A.J. Green. I love the Bengals. I was, in the beginning of the season, everybody was asking me, you had A.J. Green, you had Julio Jones. And one of the things that you always hear me talk about in NFL Fantasy Live on NFL Network and NFL.com is opportunity. Always go for the guys who have the opportunity. And A.J. Green had the opportunity of being a number one receiver. He's that number one guy. And it, it makes a huge difference w- compared to a guy like Julio Jones, who's a number two behind a really good number one, a Roddy White. A.J. Green's getting all those opportunities. I like him going forward. People tweet me and they ask me these questions like, do I start him, do I start him? A.J. Green is becoming a must-start for me because of the opportunity, because of the potential. I, I don't bench him at all. A guy I like this week, you mentioned Santonio Holmes, and, and we talked about liking Mark Sanchez this week for the third week in a row. I like Plaxico Burris this week. He would have had a much better week last week. He had two plays that were 20-yard plays that he just dropped. He's seeing single coverage all the time because teams... Because he's not good. Well, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> but he had two drops where he was wide open. He just dropped the football, and Plaxico Burris doesn't do that. So suddenly, he has an 85-90-yard day instead of the day he had. 
this is the week I think he breaks out. He's a great matchup against the Dolphins, and if you can continue to single cover him, eventually he's going to come through. I think this is a big week for Plaxico Burris. If you have him on your bench and you're looking for somebody to plug in at, at a flex position, I think you can do a lot worse than Plaxico Burris. And like we talk about, loving having the guys on Monday night. He's a Monday night guy for you. You know he was in prison, right? Yeah. I, you know what? Here's the thing. I like Plaxico <laughs> Burris a lot the next five or six weeks. I think it's been enough time now for him to go through training camp. He's had the first five or six weeks to get ready and used to the NFL again. I think the next five or six weeks are big for him. Then he hits a huge wall around week 12, week 13 when I've been out of the NFL for a long time, and that's when he kind of he, he dive-tails a little bit. So I would go Plaxico Burris next five, six weeks to be big for him. I like that. But when guys go to prison, everybody acts like they're Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. They're just sitting there getting rocked up, going to look good. <laughs> These guys, like you said, that's the thing that I'm worried about. I wonder if it's happening already, if he's already hit the wall, because the nutrition, this is an overlooked thing, too, about these guys who are in prison, because it happened to Jamal Lewis. The nutrition, in, like, I don't think these guys are, you know, pounding muscle milk, you know, working <laughs> no. out with creatine while they're in jail. Like, all this food is, like, carb-based stuff. They don't give them a lot of protein. So I, I wonder if that if he's already starting to hit the wall that you're talking about right now. Well, that's the other thing, too, about Michael Vick. I remember Ellis Hobbs said this a couple of months ago, is that when Michael Vick got out of prison, he looked like Michael Vick to you and I, right? He looked, he looked like Michael Vick. He didn't put on a lot of weight. And go, oh, my God, that's Michael Vick. But Ellis Hobbs said when he walked into our locker room, we didn't recognize the guy. It's like, this isn't Michael Vick. Who, who is this guy? He, he, he looked out of shape. He was not, you know, he didn't pass the eye test. And it took him a whole year mm-hmm. to get to that level doing it. Now, Burris is a wide receiver, not as much responsibility. He's starting to get the reps every day in practice where Vick didn't get them. So I think the curve might be a little bit more accelerated for him. But still, you come out, it looks like you're in great football shape, and you really aren't. Let's go to a call here before we go to our next break, guys. This is... A question from Andy in Michigan. Andy, you are on SiriusXM NFL Fantasy Live. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for taking the call. I'm Wonderful. Kind of in a, I'm in a dilemma here. I uh, have a good dilemma, I guess. Wes Welker, Hernandez, and uh, when he went down, I picked up Gronkowski. Now I got all three. Do I deal one of them? And which one? And what should I be looking for in return? First of all, he's in a league where Aaron Hernandez got hurt and Gronkowski is on the waiver wire. Now, this is a a two-team league or a (laughs) (laughs) four-team league? This team is – they don't like tight ends. I mean, they'll sit out there all year. They're, for some reason, totally against them, and I picked them up, and uh, now I'm stuck with do I keep them or do I not? Stuck? You're not stuck, my friend. You're in a good position. I don't know if you have a flex spot where you can use a tight end and start both guys, but – Trade from a position of strength to improve a position of weakness. You don't need both Patriots tight ends on your roster. I know you just said that the guys in your league don't like tight ends, but somebody's got to have a rotten tight end in their starting lineup if you've got Gronkowski and Hernandez. Right. No, and they, 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 they do. Some of them do. But uh, they're looking – I haven't had an offer for like an A.J. Green for one of them or a uh, Willis McGahee. Is that something – is that comparable? Willis McGahee. And who was the other one? AJ Green? Oh no, I still. I'd go. I'd trade. Get. I'd trade Hernandez to get AJ Green. You're getting AJ Green. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Absolutely, do that move. I like that. Andy, are you still there? Yeah, Hernandez. Are you a Lions? You're you're in Michigan. Are you a Lions fan? Uh, I am. Good for you. You guys (laughs) deserve this. I'm going to tell you. I don't know about the Tigers because I'm an Angels fan and I'm still upset at Verlander for throwing at Ibar. But I say, I say, good for you with this Lions stuff, and it's good for America because we're getting all the fantasy points out of it. 
You know, and, and here, here's the other thing, too. I don't know when it's going to happen for me, but I'm going to do it. All these expert leagues I've been in now the last few years and all these leagues with everybody where nobody's out there, I'm going to eventually go Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now and say, you know what? I'm just going to do eight-team leagues with, with people where in leagues where guys like Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski are available, and I'm just going to dominate those leagues. It's I'm so, just going to yeah, go do that. It's so funny to hear my <laughs> friends talk about the leagues that they're in and telling me the guys that are available on the waiver wire. And I'm like, are you – what the – you know, are you kidding me right now? I'm dropping every 12-team league. And, and I'm like, I'm rushing <laughs> to pick up Greg Little off the waiver yeah, wire. It's true. I'm starting Greg Little in a league and where I drafted what I felt was awesomely, and I got and I managed to get both Johnson guys on my team, and I've got to deal with all this stuff and deal with, with drafting Greg Little. But I want to go back to what Andy was talking about, uh, where he has Gronkowski and Hernandez. And we're sitting here, we're talking about all the lack of depth at the receiver position, and so people who are in leagues that have that flex spot that you would never think of to put a tight end. Because a lot of people, there's guys, there are tight ends who are comparable to some receivers. Gronkowski certainly fits that mold. Aaron Hernandez certainly fits that mold. And when you got to look at the cliff and you look at a guy, if I was in a league where Greg Little was my flex guy, I would rather put one of those guys in. So also take a look at some of these tight ends. Look at the numbers that tight ends are putting up, be it Greg Olson be it Jermaine Gresham. If you have these guys who are stashed on your bench, if you have a chance to play them in flex spots, not a bad idea. NFL Fantasy Live, Series 210, XM87. It's Series XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Phone number is 888-963-2682. That's 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano and Adam Rank from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Coming up next, we'll give you some big wide receiver sits for Week 6 in the National Football League. We are all service here, all positions, who to start, who to sit. As NFL Fantasy Live on Series 210, XM87 rolls on. Eventually, I'm just going to ditch it all and go ride with Sam Crow the rest of my life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to Charming. I, I would do it. I would. I kind of. It's kind of <laughs> weird, like looking at that lifestyle. I don't know if I would like to be into the uh, gun running business, but the whole being part of that crew, you're like, hey, they look like they seem like decent guys to hang out with. And, and, and they until, go, Clay, and they, yeah. until Clay tries to get you know Jax's old lady whacked. Yeah, and they get and they, and they get all hot women on Sons of Anarchy. It's like, wow, I didn't know the biker. You know, genre could get all these hot women. They do pretty well for it's themselves. Unbelievable. Do they have a serious channel for Sons of Anarchy that we could do a show? I, I think we. Could, if, if there we was somewhere do. we could do a Sons of Anarchy hair metal fantasy football show, that niche, I think we do pretty well. We need a third hour. We need- <laughs> We'll get that. We'll get NFL Fantasy Live here on Sirius 210 XM87. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank from the NFL Network and NFL.com getting your lineup set for this week in the National Football League. Now, Fabs, we've gone through on the show today the big quarterback starts and sits, the big running back starts and sits. We've had wide receiver starts a few minutes ago. Give me some wide receiver sits for this week, guys. I mean, it's hard to say sit a wide receiver when it's hard to pick guys up, but there's still some guys out there that aren't in for big weeks. Either of you guys have Reggie Wayne on your team like I have on uh, one of mine? I've got mm. Reggie Wayne on a couple of teams. Uh, it might be time to bench him. Uh, and, and it's hard because, again, we have the bye weeks. But the Bengals' defense, the number one defense in the National Football League, they've allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. If you have depth at that position, well, it might be time to bench Wayne. One guy I do not like is Santana Moss. And, and let's let's look at these numbers here. It's not because the Eagles have the greatest defense in the world, it's because they have this cornerback named Namdi Asimwa, who's pretty damn good. Over the last four weeks, uh, the Eagles' opponent's number one wide receiver has averaged 5.1 fantasy points per game, and these are guys like Roddy White, Hakeem Nix, and Steve Johnson. 
If Namdi is on Santana Moss, which I would expect him to be, he's not going to do much this week. Percy Harvin against the... He's a not sit, though, right? Or, excuse me, he's a sit, not release. No, no, but Santana yeah, these, Moss... These are bench. I, no, 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 your I, bench. I ask because a lot of people have been asking me on Twitter today, like, hey, do I drop Santana Moss? No. And I'm like, no. I'd bench him. I wouldn't no. start him, but yeah. Percy Harvin also... Uh, who Adam and I both liked and really just... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know that it's Percy Harvin's fault. I think it's more uh, just Donovan McNabb is washed up and they don't throw the ball effectively in, in Minnesota. Against the Bears, listen, he's averaging 36 yards a game right now, and it's really hard to trust him. Mike Thomas against the Steelers. Now, he's seeing a lot of targets. He's one of the most targeted wide receivers in the National Football League, but he's 41st in fantasy points among wide receivers. Uh, and Ike Taylor's been pretty good in terms of stopping the opponent's number one wide receiver. Mike Williams against the Saints. You can't trust Mike Williams anymore. This is a guy who maybe you're even dropping. You want to talk about dropping somebody at him? It could be time to drop Mike Williams. And Brandon Marshall, who this pains me to say about because I have him in a couple of my leagues, against Darrell Rivas, who it. shuts down everybody. Don't say it. And Matt Moore's the quarterback. He's a risk. Yeah, it's, it's hard It's hard to play any of those guys. I mean, seriously, it's hard to play any of those guys to those matchups. Absolutely. But let's again, let's... Let's put it in a context for people who are listening. When you hear the starts and sits, Reggie Wayne, Greg Little, you still you've got to you've got to roll with Wayne. Right. Exactly. I mean, you're not benching Reggie Wayne for Jason Avant. You're benching him for Victor Cruz. Absolutely. You're not benching him for James Jones. You're benching him for AJ Green. That's for sure. Absolutely. You're not benching him for uh, Brandon Gibson. Brandon Gibson. Uh, Adam just read my mind. You have to be smart with what you do. There is a level of value a player has where he has a little bit in the bank with you. Uh, and if he has that level like Reggie Wayne has in the past, that he can have a good game, you can't go and sit him for a guy who's a shot in the dark like a James Jones, like a Lance Moore, uh, like a Dane Sansenbach or somebody like that. Yeah, it's hard because people want to do that. They want to jump and say, who had a big week last week? Who had a lot of targets? Mm-hmm. Oh, early Doucette had the most targets of anybody in the NFL. I'm going to pick up early Doucette. Don't pick up early Doucette. Right. Kevin Cobb is, is, is too sporadic. The guys that are up there, just because they had one big week, Jason Avant's another guy. We've seen him do that. He's had two or three hundred-yard games in his career, and then he's disappeared. Don't just run because they had a good week. you got to get a good sample size or be someone who's young and coming up and you think you're going to get this from him going forward. Yeah, no And as always, the stardom sit column is the best fantasy column to read every week. I, I, don't, miss an, I don't miss an issue, an episode, I don't know, a, a post. I don't know how you would say that. <laughs> I think all those things are wrong. And we've talked about how it's <laughs> the most accurate of anyone out there. But always, uh, make sure to check out our rankings on NFL.com. If you go to our NFL.com fantasy page, we have rankings. Always use those as you And know. Adam's like and dislike column, also very solid. Well, thank you. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, Adam Rank from NFL Fantasy Live. This is Sirius 210 XM87, Sirius XM, Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.